Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And now, award-winning podcast. Woo! More about that in a little bit. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we'll be talking about me turning 40. Dun, dun, dun. Ah! the difference between older moms and younger moms. There's a lot of pros and cons to each. And as always, we'll share our cool picks of the week. So first of all, thank you so much to everybody who has been texting, DMing, not sending letters, as I usually say, <laughs> writing emails, posting on our Facebook page, asking if we are okay. Yeah. Welcome we, back, Liz. Welcome back to you too. As you can see, we are okay. We had to take a little time off for lots and lots of stuff going on, personal and professional. And wow, you know what? It's nice to be missed. Yeah, it really is. Thank you so much for worrying about our personal safety. <laughs> you guys are so busy. It's so nice to think that we have a special place in your day or your week. I know we had someone tweet us that they started listening to us again on the treadmill and we were talking about, remember we talked about the placenta smoothie? Oh God. And she nearly fell off. So I feel like we need to remember <laughs> to warn people, not just explicit rating, but a hold on to your treadmill railing rating. We should create like a whole new series of podcast ratings yes. just for mom podcasts. Ex so because like, don't listen to this one in front of the kids. Yes. Listen to this one in front of the kids as long as they're over a certain age. Don't listen to this one if you just finished eating. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, always a good one. CE is not just for explicit. It's also for earmuffs. <laughs> so you are smart. You should have a podcast. <laughs> Why, thank you. All right, so here's what, what have happened. What have been doing? Oh, tons, tons and tons. Well, not really. I mean, just running around. It was Mother's Day. Mother's Day is such a busy time on Cool Mom Picks. Because, surprise. <laughs> surprisingly, we write about gifts for moms because you know why? Moms are the ones often buying Mother's Day gifts. <sighs> While dads are very good at it, moms are still in charge of the moms, the grandmas, the mother-in-laws, the stepmothers, and... So we are there to help. and or, like, or the moms of mentors, right? The mentoring moms. Yeah, we talked about um, oh, Kim, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall a while back who said she was like a mom too. No, she was a mom. Yes. Not she like was, a mom. Oh, she was a mom because she mentored students. And that is, and mothering is the same as being a mom. That's a whole other Yeah, we didn't episode. have gifts for them. Sorry. Sorry but then how's your dad doing? Oh, thank you. So I mentioned, you know, a while back in, in late October, my dad was hit by a taxi and was in Crazy. and out of hospitals and rehab centers learning how to walk again. So that's been brutal, as you can imagine. Yeah. But he is home. Yay! That's which amazing. is amazing. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know, all the stuff that that entails, which is learning how to live life in a wheelchair for an hour with a walker or, you know, not being able to get into your bathtub in the normal way. And there's just so much stuff we take for granted, like so being true. able to get out of bed by yourself. Mm -hmm. So he's doing a great job. Um, his wife, Amy, has been amazing at like turning into like the aid, coach, helper, spouse. No, caretakers are everything. Yeah. They really tough. are everything. So anyway, so thank you for asking. He's doing a lot better. I think he's just so happy to be home I'm with his sure. own cooking with yes. all due respect to all the hospitals out there and the <laughs> food okay. preparation professionals. Uh, I don't think you're going to offend the fake mashed potatoes, Liz. They can take it. No offense, but my dad is a way better cook than that. Well, and then the big thing was that we traveled to the Mom 2.0 Summit. That This year it was in Laguna Niguel. Yeah, this is one of the oh. most prestigious. Prestigious? Is that the right term? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really nice conference for people in the digital parenting space. So yes. podcasters and YouTubers and bloggers, of course, and probably a lot of the people you guys know online, they are there to speak and network and, and learn from each other. And we won an award! 
Yeah, they have these awards every year called the Iris Awards, and it's really special to us. It's kind of like, yeah, this is like the world's worst comparison, but it's kind of like <laughs> how how actors say that they're always more honored to get a SAG Award than to get like a Golden Globe because oh, they feel like they're being honored by their a, peers. That's a good comparison. So I don't want to compare this to a SAG Award. <laughs> but, oh. but, but it's really an honor when thousands of people in the parenting community who create their own content and are, you know, we're all pretty judgy about what's good out there and that they voted us best podcast for parents. Yeah, that was a huge, huge honor. And Blown honestly, away. we were in a category with some amazing podcasts. And you know what's funny is that as podcast listeners ourselves, we know you're always waiting to find new ones. So we've got five awesome ones that were in our category that we just want to shout out to because we felt so honored to be in the same category with them. Uh, yeah, when, actually, when they said our name, we didn't stand up for a minute because we just figured they were naming one of the other people. <laughs> These are all so good. So Five to add to your list. So get out the pens, get out the typewriter, ladies. <laughs> the typewriter. The old fashioned selectrics. <laughs> Plug it in. We'll give you a minute. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. All right. So Edit Your Life is with Christine Coe and Asha Dornfest. And we've talked about them before. Right. Asha's also the author of Parent Hacks. And they've written a book called Minimalist Parenting Together. And they created the Edit Your Life podcast, which has really helpful tips on how to live a more minimal life. And actually, we did a podcast in bed with them. We <laughs> that did. Sounds, sounds racier than actually Well, it that was. was part of the home hour with Megan Francis. Yes, who was also another nominee. Exactly. So yeah. actually, if you go over to, is it the home hour or the mom hour? She's um, got a whole podcast She has world. a ton of them. So I think if you go over to her network, which is Life Listened, you'll find it. Um, just Google that. So we recently did a podcast that was a whole bunch of us podcasters who were at the conference and we each kind of did mini segments on the podcast. It was really fun. Yeah. And then you'll soon hear us on the Poppin' Bottles dad cast with Ben Mullen and Nick Brown. I love those guys. Yeah. They're so great. They're, They're so supportive. Yeah, I was nice. just going to say. It's really a fun podcast. And then another dad's podcast was also up for the honor, Modern Dad's podcast with the City Dads Group. Yeah. They're taking over the world. The, I mean, they are. are everywhere. I think they, yeah, they really are in every city. They started in New York and now they're branching out. And then we can't forget League of Awesome Unicorns, which might be, I mean, I like the name Spawned, but that's a pretty good name. Yeah, with, well, it's Deanna <laughs> Ant and Alice Bradley. And if you know them, I mean, I know Alice pretty well. No surprise, she came up with the most genius name. Yes. And it's about depression. Yeah, and mental but, illness, and mental, mental health. Illness, but they are so freaking funny, you guys. It's like, that's where you want to go to be uplifted in hearing about depression. <laughs> it's great. They even got a front page article in the Telegraph recently. I think, oh, that's or the fantastic. Guardian, one of those British English, papers, I was going to say. One of those American. <laughs> anyway, those are five great podcasts. We will make sure to link them up on coolmompics.com if you can't remember them or if you didn't get to plug in your old typewriter in time to write them down. And we hope you'll take a listen. All right, so we're going to talk about turning 40 and how that affects everything, including parenting. But first, this. So we're really excited that this episode of Spawn is brought to you by Baby Brezza because this is a company we have loved, promoted, and supported since the day they came out. I think a lot of parents know them as the makers of what we call the Keurig for baby formula, the uh, Baby yes. Brezza Formula Pro. Yes. And they make tons of other really cool products that make mom's lives easier. Yeah, you know, my, the only downside is I didn't get to have them when I had babies because I really, truly think they're lifesavers. And we've heard from so many parents that they think they're lifesavers too. I I totally agree. So, you know, if you're not a formula feeder, they also have two incredible 
one-step baby food makers, two different sizes. They're all in one steamers, blenders. Like I probably would have made more yeah, of my own baby food it's, it's if I had this. It's literally one button. I mean, all you do is push a button. It's, it's super easy to do. Pretty use. cool. And they also happen to be the sponsor of the Cool Mom Picks Ultimate Baby Shower Gift Guide this year. Yes. Which is amazing if you guys haven't been there. So if you go to coolmompicks.com slash baby shower gifts, you can find Baby Brezza, more about their products, and over 150 incredible Insane. baby shower gift ideas. <laughs> Plus, Spawned listeners can save 10% off all Baby Brezza products with code COOLMOMGIFTS if you go to babybrezza.com. So, Liz, you had a big birthday. I turned 40. And the day before Mother's Day, which can we just talk about when you have birthday and Mother's Day in the same weekend? Although I have to say, people. Did you get the one gift? And, then? No, I didn't. You actually. Get you get the screw. I didn't, though. People it. in my life were awesome. But, Aww. you know, that aside, I am now 40. Do I look different? Do I sound different hot. now that I'm you 40? Are hot. 40. <sighs> I'm telling you, 40 is the new 20. Really? Yes. Do you really feel that way? I really do feel that way. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it yet. Are you kidding? Like when our parents and our grandparents were 40, they already had like grandkids and estates and wills and grown-up stuff. <laughs> now, how did you feel about it? Because it's interesting to talk to people. I have a lot of friends that were 39 and going through the same thing. And on one hand, publicly, they were like, I'm turning 40, yay. And then I found they were DMing me and going, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Well, okay, I'll tell you something funny about turning 30 because I remember this distinctly you do yeah I do <laughs> I don't not at all that old. god <laughs> I'm a few years ahead of you so I remember being um all through my 20s being excited to be 30 because mm -hmm. as a professional and a single woman I thought it would give me a level of legitimacy and meetings and that I would conquer the world and I wouldn't be thought of as a kid anymore and I always looked kind of young for my age so I was excited for whatever 30 would bring so I was so excited for 30. I threw myself a big party. I don't remember any of it. It was really good. <laughs> so you fun. know it was a good party. It was good. Here's what freaked me out. 31. Because I spent so many years <laughs> getting excited for 30. I was like, wait, now what do I do? It keeps going. So basically you're telling me that I'm going to feel worse at 41. That happened to me again too. Oh, like great. I was so like, okay, I'm ready for 40. I'm so psyched about 40. And then 41 came and I'm like, oh shit. The numbers just keep going. <laughs> so I think that's what's a little hard. But you know what? There's something so cool about 40. I said to somebody recently, for one of the youngins, I said, listen, I was <laughs> always feisty. Yes. I was always feisty. But when you hit 40, you just don't care who knows it anymore. <laughs> See, I love that. And you know, it, it, in all the fear that I've heard in the messages and the tweets and the emails that I've gotten, or letters, as you like to say. The letters. I have to say that so many people do tell me, you don't give a shit anymore. You know who you are. You kind of wish that you knew all this stuff when you were 20, but it's not even possible. So I'm trying to ride that high. Uh, everyone else's high. I mean, like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. But don't you feel like 40 is so different now than it was even like 15 or 20 years ago or even, oh. you know, many years ago? But I feel like it's it's really youthful. Well, first of all, there's Botox. <laughs> we didn't have that 20 years ago. No, we are living Botox-free lives. That could yes. actually be the subhead for this podcast. Spawned, a.k.a. a Botox-free life. <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, well, actually, um, I think the way 40 relates to motherhood is particularly different because now you can still have a baby at 40 if you want. And hell, there was a woman who so was 70. 70 yeah, baby. she did. So you're like, okay, Kristen, you can still get knocked up 
It's if, all good. If you want it. Well, you have four. I would suggest you stop now. But, you know, that's your call. If you want to keep going, I, I will support yes, you. I will not do. be doing what the lady did at 70 or whatever. But, of yes, course, I'm done. dad and nerd. So I Yay, had to go. Dad and nerd's back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I had to go uh, look it up. And NPR actually did an article on it recently about how the average age of first-time moms keeps climbing in the U.S. And so in 1970, oh, when, boy. before a lot of us were born, the average age of a first-time mother was 21.4. Oh, my goodness. You I got, know. You were able, well, and were you able to drink earlier back then? Yeah, like, 18. You drink at 18? Okay, so I was yeah, going to so say. you were like, an adult. People were going to war. Like, it was a really different wow. world. So, of yeah. course, you wanted to, you know, be a mom earlier. Also, get out of the house. Because if you think about all the opportunities feminism has presented over the last mm-hmm. few decades, you know, I mean, my mom talked to me about how most women of her generation, they wanted to get married early because it was the way to get out and yeah. grow up. They weren't yeah, like yeah. living alone. Do you know in Boston, there's still a law in the books that I think more than six women living together in a house is a legal brothel. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what they used to say when I went to BU. And that's why they couldn't have sororities on campus. Well, are you serious? Yeah. It's like one of those crazy leftover oh laws God. from like the 50s. So, you know, <sighs> women unmarried living together must be doing something illicit and horrible. It's just a Sidebar, I think we need to start a podcast that says like uh, like old laws that are still existing <laughs> and like just talk about the ridiculousness of them. Wouldn't that we be should. funny? I because know. that is crazy. As, I can't even believe it. Especially as regards to parents. So anyway, oh so 1970, things were super different. All right, so now what's happening though? Now the average is a little over 26. And here's what's really interesting. If you, uh, we'll link to the NPR article, but the researchers found that this increase is across all states. All racial and ethnic categories. Wow. And, it's so pervasive. You know, like the average age increased half a year for moms of Cuban descent. For um, non-Hispanic black moms, it increased about two years. So, they, But there was still increase for everybody. So this is not just like a socioeconomic right. or a racial Right, and what an phenomenon. interesting commonality to have when so many cultures, and especially related to parenting, can be so different. Yeah. This is one thing we all have in common. We're all old moms. <laughs> I know, and, and actually it looks like Asian and Pacific Islander Americans had the biggest increase in 1.7 years. So their average age is actually 29.5 for becoming a first-time mom. So, um, you know, hey, we're not alone. Like, I always say that I love going to my school because sometimes you can't tell which of the dads are the dads and who are the granddads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All those second-time marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. So I think it's kind of a good time to be a later-in-life mom because you're not alone, and it's not weird. And can we just say that now it seems like, I really feel like it seems more of the norm. Like, I think even, like, five or ten years ago, it was a little weird. And I don't say that in a bad way, but I think it was just out of the ordinary. And now... So many, it's just not an issue. It's in not. fact, now I find the younger moms are the ones getting called out because, you know, I had my first when I was 28. And when uh-huh. I tell people now, they're all like, oh my God, you were so young. And I'm like, I was 28, 28. Okay. I know. Well, it's because those of us who are 40 think 28 is really young. <laughs> <laughs> you guys who are young in your 20s who are listening, you'll see when you're 40, you're right now, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm 28. I'm a grown up. When you're 40, you're going to be like, oh, I was so young then. I miss my thoughts. <laughs> I miss my eyes. All right, so what's this over at the stir? One of, you know, the Cafe Moms blog. Yeah, there's just like a funny article I found that was about how, you know, 10 things that annoy 
um, later in life moms. That's what we call ourselves. So we don't have to call ourselves older moms. She actually said older in moms. I like to say later in life. And so she just wrote, it's a really funny article where she's saying like, if you have kids over 35, people assume that we had to have IVF to get pregnant. Oh my God. I've had people ask me that. Really? Like, so were you uh, trying? I'm like, yeah, like by having sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. Seriously? But honestly, the reason I had kids when I did was because I was, I had my first at 37. Uh-huh. And the reason I did then is because my OB said to me like, look, you're with this guy. I know you're not married, but you want to have kids? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, it's going to take you a year or two. So you might as well start trying. And, and it's going to take you like, a year or two. No, first try. <laughs> Boom. But look, even the assumption from her for good medical reason was yeah, that yeah. I would need IVF. She also talked about how like, well, like we were just saying that 35 is old and that <laughs> when you all turn 35, you'll see it's actually yeah, not it's old. Not, I, hey, look, I, when I was 20, 21, I thought 35 was old too. And just a reminder to everyone who, you know, if you're a new listener or you're an old listener, I should say seasoned listener, especially given the topic today. Remember, we link all of the stuff that we talk about on our website, coolmompicks.com on our podcast page. So I know we're whipping through these links, but we'll link them up so that yeah. you can find them. All right, so what's- one of her final things that oh, she yeah. said is that people have said to her, and this is crazy, oh, it's cool that you're an older mom, but it's just not something I would do to my kids. Do to your kids? Now, here's the thing. Oh, dear. I'm not trying to create a mommy worst <laughs> thing here. But I However, would say anytime you start any sentence with, oh, it's cool that you do X, fill in anything you want. Right, but right. But I would never do that to my kids. You need to, like, step back, lady. <laughs> Look in the mirror and ask, what's going on that I feel so insecure that I have to attack this woman? It's like what we were talking about with Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. When she went on a date after, you know, yeah, she, she had a date night. Yeah, she went on a date night. Uh, nine her baby days. was nine days old. And oh people were like, well, that's nice for you, but I wouldn't do that to my children. Yeah, yeah it's because you have nine day that. old children, babies, they remember everything. Oh, they I really know. do, and they'll hold that against you. They are. So. That's Put aside uh, money in the therapy <laughs> pot right now, Chrissy. You're going to have issues. But anyway, you know what? I think there are like a lot of benefits to being a younger mom too. Yeah. I mean, I I know they get a lot of, you know, attacks like you're They do, but I mean, I, I thought that I was young, but not, I don't know, like whatever. There's like people that think there's like the bad young age, which is like 20 or 21, but whatever. Look, you do what you got to do. It happens. You know, sometimes you plan it, sometimes you don't. And look, I know plenty of women who were teenage moms and it's not that I'm an advocate for teenage pregnancy in the least. But a lot of them have grown up to be absolutely amazing, amazing parents. So I think you can be a great parent at any age. Yeah. So for me at 28, I know, you know, my, when I had my youngest, I don't even, it was like 10 years later, right? So I was 38 or 37. I don't even know how old I was. How old was I when I had Bridget? Help me out. She's five now. Okay. So 40 minus five is 35. There you go. This is what happens when you're an old mom. (laughs) You can't do math. I can do math. But anyway, I did feel like I had a lot more energy. Yeah. Um, I My body was very different. Like, even though I was never one of those people that lost weight breastfeeding, yeah. I still felt like it was a lot easier to get my post Oh, I have serious issues back. with that. Like, yeah. I think when you're a younger mom, your body just comes back. When I see all these, yes. like, hot selfies of 20-something moms yeah. on Instagram, first of all, my first thought is, I am so glad I did not become a mom during Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I would have been like every photo of me in my first year of having a kid is like her and a Bjorn in front of me because you guys Bjorns and and slings baby wearing is the number one best postpartum gut hider ever. (laughs) 
is your baby. I was like, you know, like you. they have, um, you know, women who get pregnant in the middle of filming series, and so in every single episode, they're like carrying a grocery bag in front of them or standing yeah, by the counter. Yeah, that was like Kate Winslet in uh, what was it? Oh, in Divergent, where she's always holding like a folio. Like exactly, a folio. exactly. <laughs> or like I remember going back to like Felicia Rashad in the in oh, the wow. Cosby yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was me. All the early photos of me with kids were like <laughs> something in front of me. I keep thinking that maybe if I was like 24 or 25 when I had kids, that that would not have been an issue. Yeah. Now, what about being an older mom or a later in life mom? What about, because you, I, I well, was definitely I, younger than you were when yeah, you Yeah, sometimes I wish I had the energy, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. I will admit it. Like, I, I cannot keep up with my kids the way I probably could have when I was younger. Yeah. You know, if they're like, you even said to me, we should audition for The Amazing Race. And I was like, <laughs> hell no. I still think we should, but anyway. I'm like, I'm not, no. no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, do I have to jump off something? You're like, yeah. I'm like, do I have to climb up something? You said, yeah. You, I said, do I have to eat weird things? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to enjoy your 20s. I did. And I know that's not the same for everybody, but I know I hear from a lot of moms who have kids later in their 30s, earlier in their 40s, that they lived it up in their 20s. Well, it's super cliche to be like, eh, hey, Carrie Bradshaw, blah, 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 blah. But I will say, you know, at that time oh, during Carrie Sex in the City, blah, 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 blah. I was writing about sex and a single woman, a professional in the city with a lot of shoes and no money for a mortgage. Yeah. So I was very much living that world. And I had the best time. Mm -hmm. I had a great time. Like, I was really fortunate to be living a lifestyle that I wanted. And I decided, well, until I settle down and have kids, I'm just going to take advantage of every day. And I will not say some of these things on the air because one day my kids may be listening to this. One day? But let's just say I had now. a very, very good time. <laughs> but also, now, do you felt more ready, right? Yeah. Like, you felt more prepared. Is that, well, do you my feel like that's something that most later in life, I mean, do you think that's shared with other later in life moms? And I, don't I know, know you've talked to a lot of them. I'd love to hear from our listeners what they think because I think there's a lot of different opinions about this. I think it depends if your pregnancy was planned or unexpected. I think it depends how much time you spent thinking about it. Like, I look, I still have yet to be officially married. So, and I'm just one of those people who's never planned my wedding, had a dream wedding. I never even imagined being a mom, mm -hmm. certainly. Yeah. And so for me, I definitely wouldn't have been ready in my 20s because I was so career focused right. and selfish, like in a good way. Yeah, I was yeah. just focused on Nothing me. Nothing wrong with that. And there's no way I could have given my all to another being at that point. So for me, it was right. I think there are plenty of women, though, in their 20s who are totally ready and love babies and were not as terrified of diapering as I was. <laughs> but look, there's something to be said, too, about it not being planned. You yeah. know, like for me, it was a complete surprise. And I don't know if I had waited, if I would have been more prepared. I think I probably wouldn't have maybe not have done it at all because I would have seen all my friends doing it and been like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. And there are a lot of bloggers who write about this really beautifully. Like mm -hmm. I know Kelly Wickham from Mocha Mama has written about, you know, having a surprise pregnancy and what that's meant. Rebecca Wolf from Girls Gone Child has yes. written about being in her early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. surprise, you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they end up being incredible, devoted parents, and they've just found a path different than some of us who did do IVF or waited a long time or found our partners later in life. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, and you know, unless you have a disease or an illness or, you know, like, I don't know if there's a huge difference between being a younger mom and an older mom, really. Is there? I mean, well, other I than, just like, think it depends on how the low person. your boobs are. Yeah, my boobs are lower than... <laughs> 
Although at the Iris Awards, people are like, you have huge boobs. I'm like, well, I don't usually have them out on display like I do at a fancy I do it show. well. And also, I do a podcast. <laughs> you I don't I, see I, them on Well, I, I like I like to say, Liz, I have, I have boobs for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better than saying you have a face for podcasting, right? Indeed, indeed. But no, I really don't feel like there's that much of a difference. Isn't it? Isn't there something to be said about, can we just not have this argument? Because there's so many disagreements about parenting. Like, I think can we just put this aside? There's pros and cons to everything, right? right? And yeah. I think that's the whole mommy wars thing. Like, is it better to live in the suburbs or live in a city? Is it better to, you know, be a single mom where you don't have to make decisions with other people or to be in a relationship? Is it better to be married or not married? Is it better to breastfeed or formula feed? Like, everything we could lay out every possible choice or decision, whether you're making it actively or not, yeah. is something we could argue. And I, I like that we are trying to stave off the arguments by yeah. presenting the pros and cons of yeah. everything. And I think all we can do is the best that we can under our circumstances. Absolutely. So I don't know that it's better to be a later in life mom. For me, it was a better choice. Mm -hmm. Although there are some things that I wish I had some advantages, not just, you know, the good Instagram shots, but you know, the energy, the knowing like at what age I'm going to be an empty nester. It's not like I'm going to be in my fifties and get to start traveling the world. Right. I still have to put my kids through college. So they're definitely considerations, but that doesn't make any choice wrong. Yeah. I agree with you. So younger moms, we salute you. Older moms, we salute you too. Older moms who don't want to be called older moms, we especially salute you. And so listen, we would love to hear from you guys. If you're 20 or 50, or if you're just like me and you just turned 40, let's hear it. Tell us about your experience, whether you loved it or hated it. How, how has it been being a younger mom or a later in life mom? You can find us on Twitter. Use the hashtag Spawned Show. We are at Cool Mom Picks. That's P-I-C-K-S. We're also on Facebook. And if you have some really awesome crop top shots use sexy younger moms you like Chrissy Teigen feel free to share those with us we're on Instagram too and of course Liz loves to get letters to letters. our email box as it's, long as you don't type in Comic Sans yes please don't and that's spawned <laughs> at coolmompics.com so now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week Cool Picks of the Week yay I've missed doing this I know me too can you start you yeah start? absolutely alright so I am going to talk about something that I'm actually going to feature on Cool Mom Picks so if you want to see our full review head over to coolmompicks.com they're called Bombas Socks have you seen no how do you spell that B-O-M-B-A-S Bombas and you know what it is is that I was <laughs> I was being bombast by all their ads <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> so Play Facebook ads work is that what you're Facebook saying Facebook ads work and I was like oh my god I can't stop seeing these ads. So I went over and I actually bought a pair because, you know, like it's summer slip-on season. I mean, yeah. you don't really wear slip-ons, but like, you know, little sneakers and I hate going I do. barefoot. I have like my little espadrilli kind of things. Do you see? Kind of I just hate going barefoot in them. Mm -hmm. like stinky feet. So my mom used to call them peds. Is there like a newer name for those? Peds, yeah. Is that what they're called? Like those like low tennis socks yes. that don't stick out of your sneakers. So they make, you know, they make a bunch of other socks, but they make these. And I have to tell you, they are awesome. They're really? the best peds. I sound like a later in life mom, <laughs> but they are the best that I've ever tried. And I've tried a lot. And the really cool what thing- What is so special about them? I don't know. They have this fancy technology that I can't even explain. They just fit really well. They have the little gripper on the back of your heel. So this is like a really good practical pet. It is absolutely Do practical. Do they stick out of the shoes? No. that's one oh, thing no, I never like. No, 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 no. No. Ah. Oh, no, Liz. No, no. So yes. basically it lets you wear sneakers without like the smelly thing Exactly. Going on. They're great. They wash really well. Uh, and the what's so great is that they when you buy one, they donate a pair 
to people in need. Oh, yes. I always like give love back that. Programs. Now, listen, I have to say the pair that I got, and I don't know if they have any different ones. They do say Bombus on the top. Oh, <laughs> well, good thing your your sneakers find them then. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's the one thing where I'm like, do we not have to have the name on the sock? But then again, they're covered. So anyway, we'll link them up. It's Bombus.com. I found them on Facebook. Good job, Facebook ads, because I bought a pair, and then I'll be featuring them on Cool Mom Picks. Thank you. That's You're a good welcome. gospel pick. Right, I may you? have to check those out for my smelly feet. <laughs> um, okay, so my pick is actually a Facebook page. So there's a, a blogger named Mike Reynolds who writes a blog called Puzzling Posts, and he pointed me towards this Facebook page called A Boy Can Too. A Boy Can Too. T-O-O. T-O-O. Number two. Uh-huh. Like Got it. also boys can. Now, we talk a lot about gender mm-hmm. issues, especially when it comes to toys and boys and girls. And I know we tend to focus more on the things that limit girls. Yes. But one true. thing we've talked about a bit and that a lot of mothers of boys have called out to us is uh, that there are a lot of challenges around boys who don't fit into typical gender roles. And so if you go to Facebook's page, A Boy Can Too, there is an amazing photo exhibit created by Trinity Design. It says it's Whitby's photographic series Mm -hmm. that's photographing boys 4 to 16 doing amazing things. I love this. However, what these boys are doing are things that you don't always traditionally see boys do. And it's a gorgeous series of boys doing everything from, you know, like wearing aprons and cooking to doing ballet, taking classes. There's a boy who loves baby wearing his dolls. I love this photo And he's cuddling his dolls. And then there's also boys who like to wear pink, boys who like to dress up in their mom's clothes, who like to play around with like girls' costumes. There's one boy who, he's really cute. He's wearing kind of like a Scarlett O'Hara outfit with a big straw hat. (laughs) Um, Why wouldn't you, by the way? Like, how fun is that? Well, of course. But I think it really challenges a lot of our perceptions about things. Because when we see a girl wearing overalls or playing soccer or in the mud, we're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of people are going to have a visceral reaction that isn't as positive when they see a boy dressed up in like a turquoise dress. Yep, I and agree so with you. I think it's a really important study and the photos are beautiful. And I think it's also going to be really encouraging for moms of boys who want to do ballet or learn tap dancing or grow their hair really long or cook or do things that we often see attributed to girls. Well, it's validating for the parents. And it's also something that we as parents can show our kids. Absolutely. And I love that. That's like great. it's really, there's one photo that's so great of this little boy wearing this super cute little bow tie and vest and hat from the back. And he's got his ice skate slung over the back of his shoulders for figure skating. And for other boys who want to figure skate, how great to say, no, look, you're not the only one. Yeah. So I would really encourage you to go to facebook.com slash a boy can too. Take a look and let us know what you think. I think this pushes some boundaries and it's inspiring and it's pretty wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawn. We are so glad to be back. Yes, we are. And we want to extend a huge thanks to our producer and engineer, the amazing John Bowen. And make sure that you subscribe to iTunes or Stitcher and download our episode of Spawn to your phone or your gadget, however you listen to us. It's very, very appreciated. So Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. This is Kristen. Have a great day.